What's that? I got all that workout stuff, and I practiced on you. Literally sat on, well, did my best to sit on your back. It was the raise, so I wasn't really sitting, and I was just kind of like, yeah, on top of you. But still, did the whole, oh yeah, you can do this and this and all the things. That's physical touch. That's partial massage. That can always lead to something, which we've discovered and have talked about and other people have co-signed on. And your response was, why would you get something that you couldn't do by yourself? Nero, <laughs> to have your help. Like the whole point was to have your help. And you're like, uh, go back to the TV. And it's like, do I need a neon sign that says this is for play? <laughs> I didn't. I know you didn't. That's, That's what I'm telling you now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hot Seat Podcast. You have your host, Q, and I'm Flo, where we talk about various topics. And today, we're going to talk about one in particular. And I guess the theme, <laughs> if you will, is communication. communication. I know we've done an episode already on communication and radical communication. Wait, that was radical transparency. We talked about different forms of communication yeah. and how you can be effective in that and how that can tie into a little bit of open and honesty because you have to put yourself in that position yourself and that space created to communicate authentically as you uh, can, expressing whatever it is that's on your mind. But communication seems to be the theme of this particular episode. But again, can I just quickly say before you move on that yes, <laughs> We are also having brunch, breakfast. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's been sponsored by <coughs> Farmer Boy. We appreciate you guys' sponsorship for this episode. In all honesty, we're just eating Farmer Boys for breakfast. There's no sponsorship. No. We're being great, though. That would be great. Yeah. We have amazing food. Fresh. <coughs> and that's all I wanted to say as I start eating. I don't want to be like... Really? Like, no, this is real food. I'm going to be eating and drinking <laughs> as we have this um, um, conversation. <clears throat> Back to the topic at hand is communication. But we are going to go into our first segment as we do, which is crazy enough that it revolves around communication. communication. <laughs> like, it's crazy how this works. But uh, before I move on, Big shout out. We got to give love to the village. You guys are always supporting. Uh, we saw the comment, Miss Number One Commenter. You <laughs> know who you are. Appreciate it. And uh, also, we have a question. Got our first question as well at hotseatpodcast at gmail.com. So we will be answering that question at the end of this episode. And <clears throat> continue to subscribe, like, share. All of those things, we appreciate all of you who are doing that, who are listening in on our bi-weekly podcast. As we do, we're going to be honest, open, and transparent in any topic we discuss, ranging from blended families to parenting, friendships, and all in between. So this story with the Living with Q-Flow segment, we'll throw some adjectives out there. Irritating. Irritating. Frustrating. Inconsiderate. Um, inconsiderate. Um, selfish. 
entitled. Those are the those are the adjectives. <laughs> I think that covers it pretty much. Yeah. And so what we're what we're uh, speaking about kind of stems from our friendsgiving that we were able to attend, which was actually pretty fun. It sure was. It was it was very good, mm-hmm. very good considering majority of them were not friends. <laughs> and, we're at, and we're at a friend's gift. But when that we left, true. we're our friends. Yes. You know, we communicate, laugh it up in the the chat, the group <laughs> chat, crack jokes on each other. So it seems to be like a pretty cool developing relationship. But considering this is first time meeting and we're having a friend's giving and there was a particular topic because we're now we're discussing, we're trying to learn and grow off of each other, different points of view. And one of them was kind of expectations. We're all around the same age and sometimes we are put in a box where there's, we are expected to be or to do because we are the younger and these are the traditional things that are, I guess, required for everyone to do within the family. Not realizing at some point you have to create your own traditions, but that takes us a little bit of a while to figure out what that is or what it's going to be like because we're so in routine. Mm-hmm. And so with that routine comes with a little bit of entitlement, a little bit of complacency, expectation of, you know, this is the routine. We're not going to do anything out of the ordinary. And so the topic was being bold enough to, to stand on your on your on your two feet, 10 toes down, and establish like this is your life and this is what it is that you're going to do. Again, we were at a friend's giving. Mm-hmm. So we're all here together, hanging out with each other and not our family. That is something that is out of the norm because it's expected to be here, to go there, to come, to do. And at some point, you have to start living your own life. And so that reared itself. So long winded. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That reared, its, re, reared, reared. I, Yeah, reared itself. You know, recently, that mentality of expecting and this is how I see. So this is how you're able to do these certain things to meet my expectations <laughs> in my timeline, the way in which I want it to be done. Which is great that you can have that thought. But at the same time, you always have to have an open mind and realize your day, your time, your life is not created equal to the one that someone else is living, the one to a life that we are living. We touched on it a little bit. Family needs to be in one place, (laughs) one place, all commune together. You can do it at least for the one time. It doesn't have to be every single year. It doesn't have to be every single holiday. It could just be one of the holidays every year. We, there's plenty of them that we celebrate. Right. So it could be any one of those. Just pick one, and that could be the time we're all together. <clears throat> Some could say selfish on our part. Some could say being considerate on, a, on, a, on the other side. But yeah, it was crazy to have to deal with <coughs> having that particular conversation and trying to stress to the point that this life that we've created is different. And I even said the words, it might even inconvenience you. But imagine how it inconvenienced us. 
but we still decided to join together as one, knowing it's not traditional. We're not have we don't have all three of our kids together, so we don't have to deal with any outside, you know, outliers or forces with other parents. That didn't happen for us. Had it happened, then we it would be easier to do the circle of, oh, we'll come here for this holiday, that holiday, <coughs> but also reciprocate those things and come out and visit, come out and visit, you know, as we come out and visit as well. It should be a ebb and flow, just consistent, balance. Give and take. Yes, that's the best relationships, mm -hmm. when you are giving and taking, receiving and all of those things. And then we think of um, Avatar The Last Airbender, Tweet and Law, the ocean and moon spirit, push oh, and pull. Yeah, push and pull, the yin and the yang. That's, that's when everyone's, everyone's being fed. Everyone's being fed. Right. Everyone's being uh, feeling loved or the love tank is being full because we have that constant interaction, that constant uh, communication. And appreciated. And appreciation, like, oh, thank you. And then you come out here, oh, we didn't have to drive this time. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank we'll you come so out much. next time. <laughs> so it was stressing when you have so, someone uh, so focused minded on this is my life and I realize when I want something done, I can go ahead and do it, which is great because you've built your life. Keyword, built. In the art instance, we are building. Building, that means we need to be planning for the future, and you're, t in, I guess, our point of view, you're already in your future. You've done all of it already. Well. So now you get to live it the way that you want, because you built right. it, you created it, you, you're now enjoying the fruits of your labor. We're still in the field working. Yeah, we're still laboring. So, yes. So to have or expect us to always do the driving and all of this stuff, to, to work on your schedule and your timeline when you want things, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way because our situation is unique and different, and we enjoy the unique and differentness of it. It's irritating at times, as you very well know from the last episode. <laughs> but it's it's a life that we chose, life that we're building, and we're trying to find uh, ways to, in which everyone feels appreciated. I don't know if I would say that I enjoy the uniqueness. Of our family? Or I enjoy our family. Yeah, it's uniqueness. I understand the uniqueness. <laughs> And I can appreciate the desires of all. No. But I wouldn't say I enjoy. Okay. I enjoy the family, yes. <coughs> but not the unique challenges that come with it. Oh. <laughs> I enjoy challenges and situations. That one irritated me because trigger words were used. But, um,. Beyond that, what? I find a lot of challenges, not necessarily to be triggering, but my... No, I said they used a trigger word. I know. Oh, okay. I'm saying I enjoy challenges and I, I mean, I'm okay with challenges. I don't find them triggering, even if trigger words are used, but challenge. I've had, 
people challenges, challenges that come from other human beings, incite a different aspect of my character that most are not Privy? <laughs> Privy to? Yes, I was going to say, but I was like, oh, shoot, is he going to be like, oh, there goes the British. But yes, privy. <laughs> that most are not privy to, which I personally am. It's not something that I'm trying to hide or that I do hide. It's just it can be, um, it can be a bit overwhelming for people the first time that they experience it is all. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Saying all that to say gotta do what you gotta do what works for you works for you <laughs> yes and sometimes that means and, <clears throat> making other people unhappy yeah because the priority as all young men are taught or attempt to be taught sometimes we're slow as we learned <laughs> in Bridgerton sometimes it takes a moment for a man to realize his errors before he comes and apologize <laughs> so yeah. For us, the focus in the, in the primary, in the priority number one, is the family and the family's future. So that should be the focus, <clears throat> not frivolous things, outliers. Because this is what you want done, and it's got to get done now. Well, if you're so passionate about it then you make that extra effort. I want to do, or I want to come, then you come, or you make happen, or you do, because you realize, because your mind and your eyes are open, your ears are open to hearing the truth of someone else's life, that, oh, that is a little bit too much because all that he's trying to do, all that they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. All because it's not like you don't know. None of it is a surprise. We're a blended family. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows that we have other parents that we have to communicate with and the kids have to go see, or we're trying to communicate, reach out to them, figure out what's going on, get feedback, figure out when we're gonna meet and greet because 2020, because finances, because cars need to be maintenance, aka mine needs to be <laughs> currently. So all of those things play a factor into it. And we want to make sure everyone is safe, everyone has their time, all of that stuff. But the focus is this side. So that was, that's pretty much what it is. Sorry, I would say the new focus is this side because before we were, not that we aren't at all now, but before we were very focused on making sure that everybody else had the time that they felt they deserved with the children or with us. Mm -hmm. And now we're at a point where, okay, not, we deserve <laughs> yes. time that's not with us. <laughs> that is not your routine parenting of, did you brush your teeth? Did you wash your face? Did you go take out the dog? Did you clean up your room? Did you do your chores? Did you do your homework? Okay, now we're going to go do this and we're going to go do that. Okay, now we're done. Okay, now let's eat dinner. Let's go to sleep. And then let's do this all again tomorrow so that you can get to school and continue on the... Mm -hmm. There's more to living life and parenting than that routine. That yeah. mundane routine of the week. In those 12 hours <laughs> that you get are... For an example, it's dedicated to, you know, three hours out here in LA, three hours out there in the desert, 
the rest of the six hours, we're gonna break it up evenly because you get to go with your mom, you get to go with your dad, and then we just don't spend time. And then <laughs> you have the to factor in travel. Mm-hmm. Get on the road. You have to drive. And LA to anywhere is always a long, long trip. Oh yeah, it's 16, always a 16 miles is an hour. This is crazy. I know, it's irritating. 16 miles is 20 minutes only in the middle of the night, which there's no need for us to be out in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so again, we got to um, prioritize and focus and we want five of us time. I know we said it the last episode, but we're reiterating it because again, this situation reared itself up. Again. The, again. This is what we don't we don't get the time. We we have to make the time. Our kids are growing, we want to be there, have that time to communicate and have this stuff. Not their mindset on homework and then going out with friends or going to parents or going to grandparents, or going to auntie or cousins. Because then now we're not able to instill those uh, monumental foundational <laughs> morals and ethics that we want them to take out into the world when they leave us, when they leave the nest. So yeah, long story, but it was the story because it's kind of like, again, that communication. This is your desire. This is our desire. And this is why this is our desire. Communicating that and then seeing if you guys can come together with a clear understanding and compromise. And, compromise and there is no, oh, my feelings are hurt or oh, the grandkids are crying or cousins are crying because they never see each other. You know, all of that stuff. We have a clear set plan and structure in place to where we have our time because the first three, four years of our relationship slash marriage has been us commuting everywhere, just going everywhere. That drive is cool, you know, but we don't get to talk that much because the kids' number one go-to is sleep when they're in the car. So that's done. Or they want to talk and have fun with each other and watch something on the iPad. So we give them that sibling time. Mm -hmm. And that hurts our vehicles. I'm still upset that my warranty on Tesla is gone because of this expectation and responsibility or whatever the case, however you want to name it, of doing all the driving. Irritated. Whole year of warranty gone. So yes. That is a living with Q-Flow extra long edition segment. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening to the episodes. This this segment, as you can see, it's not always fun and funny stories about the kids doing silly and ridiculous things. Um, so yes. thank you for listening. Yeah. So let's get into the topic of communication. Yeah, I'm say continuing with communication, but a bit more structured. Yeah, AKA movie review. Tyler Perry's Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, I understand what this means. <laughs> Anyways, so, when Flo first brought up watching the movie, 
I was like, okay, I don't know if I've seen it, which is my usual go-to because I usually haven't seen whatever movie it is that we're gonna watch. <laughs> However, I did see this one, but it was a long time ago, so I, there's things that I vaguely remembered. But what I do remember, or before re-watching it, was that I didn't like the movie because it made me so sad. <laughs> That was the first thing. So then, it, of course, that made it hard for me to rewatch because I was like, I don't remember what happened, but I remember that it made me sad. So, of course. <laughs> but then we sat there, we watched the movie, and after listening to um, Kevin and Melissa Fredericks on the Love Hour and getting all, you and know, Baby Sweetheart. <laughs> right, and still reading, out for sale. Buy it. Yes, and reading Marriage Be Hard because the first time that I watched the movie was before any of thoughts of marriage or the love hour or their like it was so long ago. So of course I'm watching it with oh I've had a boyfriend understanding <laughs> which is not the same thing, obviously, especially when you're younger. So that was the first time I watched it, and then now watching it, having the exposure to other married couples, um, having the exposure to being married myself, learning from The Love Hour and Marriage Be Hard, um, the Frederick's book. There, I was like, there are were so many opportunities for this to be so different. There was like, there were so many times. And the worst part about it, which I don't know if you were irritated by, but something would happen. I'm like, see, that's a perfect time for them to sit down. They could have had the little, the, the feelings wheel. And, and Flo was just looking at me like, it's a movie. Yeah. They don't have, no. And I'm like, I know, I'm just saying. They could have, they, this didn't have to happen if they had just talked. Yeah, let me set the stage. <laughs> this movie came out in 2013. So... In comparison to me, that is four years after graduating high school. I think you're in college, just like me. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. So, <clears throat> it's starring uh, Journey Smollett Bell, because I forgot, she's, she's married now. And Lance Gross. Lance Gross, we all know from House of Pain, great, act, uh, great actor. And then <clears throat> Journey Smollett, the great debaters, the whole bit, just... Awesome work. And so they <coughs> met each other at church. So this is where I'm drawing similarities when it comes to our marriage. Mind you, our relationship, not theirs. <laughs> Mind you, they're like babies. They're like five, four, five, six, right. somewhere in there. We didn't meet till I was 10, nine, somewhere in there. And she's like 11, 12, whatever. And so <coughs> they've known each other their entire lives. They go ahead and get married. Then they move uh, out of the South to New York. New York. Yes, I want to say it's New York. Yeah, I think it's New York. I think. <coughs> and now they're in marriage life. All they know is each other. They're, they're strong in the Lord, strong in the faith. And what it is that they focus focusing on doing in their life. Uh, you have the character Judith. She's just kind-hearted, oblivious, 
innocent. She's not oblivious. Oh. Well, okay. I guess. She was sheltered. There we go. That's the word. Sheltered. <laughs> Very sheltered church girl. And she wants to become a, a therapist for marriage people. So that was her focus, being a marriage counselor. That she wanted to have her own practice. And so her first kick after graduating is going to be at a matchmaking uh, agency. And of course, you're going to need some type of therapist in there to find the qualities together. In our today's society, you can call it marriage at first sight. So she was kind of doing that type of thing, but for a dating app, a, a, right. a dating uh, matchmaking She created the agency. questionnaire that they use so that they can match their yeah. clients. <clears throat> exactly. And then her husband, Bryce, uh, he wants to be a pharmacist with the dream of one day owning his own, you know, shop, pharmacy. his own pharmacy, drugstore, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And so they're just in love, having fun. You see all this in the beginning and then real life starts to kick in. Now, mind you, they've known each other from kids all the way up until. So this is like 20 years, maybe. I don't. Probably a little bit more. And they don't have any kids. No. Because they're focused on, you know, reaching their career goals. And so uh, from there. Now, I was going to say, I don't. It wasn't so much that real life set in. It was more so that they got, as you say, complacent. And they had this routine mm -hmm. that. It was monotonous. Uh, Judith ends up being rudely woken up. <laughs> Rudely awakened? Yes. By yeah. um, a potential investor. I don't, I don't know what his character is, technically. Harley. Well, yeah, yeah a, like an a, investor or Yeah, he's kind of... Partner? You can consider him kind of like a Mark Zuckerberg. <coughs> he created like where high school people, I think, can connect on the internet or something. Pretty much like a Facebook. That's what... That's where Harley is. Right. So, but like, would he be in, the partner? No, he's coming in to invest okay. in her invest. jobs or who she works for, the boss, the company. Right. He wants to invest in it. He's trying to find the value. Before that, you have this um, younger in individual by the name of Melinda. Melinda comes in uh, because Bryce helps her get the job at his pharmacy with. The elderly white woman who is <laughs> hilarious. The, um, exactly. <laughs> hilarious. Who is the owner of the shop and she's a pharmacist <laughs> as well. So he gets her, you know, into the job. So you're introduced to her into her, and her character and how they discover Are that. We're gonna tell him the whole movie? That how she's um, <laughs> yes, because this all ties in. How she's kind of on the run from an ex uh, abusive boyfriend. <clears throat> you go ahead with Harvey. Investing. Okay, so can I just say my intent was not to share the whole movie because I would okay, they would go watch it. Yes, we're not gonna do the whole movie. You are giving them all of the details. They don't need to watch you, the movie. Giving you the details so that they are enticed to watch the movie. That, that's not how you do it. It, it is how you do it. Anyways, on. so Harley is this suave, well-off individual who's supposed to be trying to invest in um, I 
can't remember that lady's name, but invest in the company that Judith works for. Mm-hmm. Um, try to bring it up to date and into the 21st century kind of a thing, getting an app or putting it online or something. I'm not sure if it was both or one or the other. And so he, or not he, the owner of the business solicits Judith's help to partner with him to get basically her questionnaire in a format so that it can be used on the app or the um, website. Any so, questions Harley has, Judith is the one to answer it. Go ahead. I mean, I would interrupt your whole conversation about Melinda. <laughs> Anyways, so in them working together, he takes an interest, a personal interest in Judith and uses the opportunity to have to ask her questions about herself slash the business just to kind of get to know and understand. And he does seem to have a basic knowledge of um, what's he called uh, like body language. So he can he feels um, Mm, I lost my, my words. He feels like he has a right to ask certain questions like, oh, you know, you seem a little upset today, you know, what, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so just being a regular human, human being, Judith will answer some of the questions, not thinking this person is scheming. He is scheming. AKA oblivious. She's not oblivious. She didn't know until it was well known. Well, I wouldn't even say that because when she knew, then she started dropping hints about my husband, my husband, my husband. Yeah. So she knew, she thought he was just being kind, but realized he had a plan. So that's pretty much Harley. He, he's a schemer. Schemer? And he scammed her. <laughs> yeah, master manipulator. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> in his own creative way, he drew her in, and that caused issues. Yes, he was her rude awakening. Yes. He opened the door <laughs> to a whole world she never knew existed, partly because of Judith and Bryce's relationship being so routine. There's no spontaneity. There's no on the whim. There's just, oh, this is what we do day to day. We're going to go on a date. You know, we're going to go to the 599 buffet today because that's the spot. <laughs> you know, just little stuff like that. So it's more so they were operating under the umbrella of this is what we do, this is what we've been doing, and this is how it's supposed to be done. Because this which is, is why we're doing yeah. it like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Without the understanding that, you know, what works for you works for, for you, you. And yeah. you have to find, you have to figure that out together. Yeah. So if it's, what did they say? Uh, going to the bedroom and fluffing up the pillows. <laughs> I've never known anyone to fluff up pillows, but hey, if that's what it is, if that's what gets you all yay, 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 then sure. <laughs> really? That's, yay, 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 yeah, yay, I'm all excited. <clears throat> if that's not, then that's not. But then again, they were never introduced to anything other than that. So yeah. they didn't know. Which is why I, I called Harley her rude awakening because she finds out, but the way in which she finds out is very compromising. Mm-hmm. 
And she, and like I said, there was for me their relationship is so so biblical and un, and no and so churchy to the point where you don't even know that there's a such thing as XXX. Like there's no such thing as porn because you just don't know. The conversation's not there. You don't know about doing things, you know, role play or just going random in different types of places. It's, oh yeah, we're going to do it the real way. Because she, after speaking with uh, Harley and he got her riled up, she going to go home and try to be spontaneous. There's, oh, slap me, slap me, pull my hair. <laughs> so he's just like, hey, hey, you just got in the house. It's dinner time. What you doing? Calm down. I'm gonna Can eat. I eat myself? You eat. And then we can go in the bed and do it the right way, oh. which is the old plain Jane missionaries, what I think. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but there was also the line <laughs> of, I'm going to forget this happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to forget this ever happened. <laughs> and so she all hot and can't release because she... In essence, got shut down. But then she does not take the opportunity to communicate with him. Yes. I want to try something different. Maybe yes. I went about it the wrong way, coming in all aggressive and trying to <laughs> smack you around. Yeah, pull my hair. But that was a great opportunity to say something. Yes. That also would have been a good time to be like, ah, you know what? If this other person who is not my husband can incite these type of feelings, I probably need to distance myself as much as I can. So just staying professional, not answering any personal questions. Uh-huh. Definitely don't seek the person out, but at that point, she was, she was yeah, so she far was, gone. Yeah, so she was Because he, uh, because <laughs> Harley even said, oh, I know you from somewhere. Oh, you run. So he's been paying attention like, for him to recall and remember and he's seen this girl out on runs. Mm -hmm. and so now she's making a point to make sure she's seen by him out on runs when they go out and do their run. So it's like she's gradually enjoying and wanting that type of attention. Because she's not getting it at home. Because she's not. And she's not communicating that to him because it's a to great her to her husband. Because it's a great scene, him watching the football game. And she clearly just walks out the house, doesn't say anything to him. She does speak to her, Jude does speak to her mother, saying that she has, you know, she has to go to work, she has to go in. But her going in to work was going to go see Harley and doing stuff that ain't supposed to be done. Yes. And that's where he pulls, Harley pulls her in again, because that meeting was the introduction of, I'm assuming cocaine, okay. you know, the powder, <laughs> um, powdered sugar. So, um, and that is just continue the further spiral. The mother is there seeing and witnessing and trying to give her that forewarning, that sign, don't go down this path. This is not, this is not the right path to go down. Right. Uh, come on, talk to your husband, you know, do, do what needs to be done, but communicate. But that, by that point, she's, she's so she's far into it. Yes. So she far into care. it. And Bible out, because again, her her eyes have been opened to something else, to where she doesn't even go back to, you know, the biblical mind. Read, find something, get some encouragement words, go to church. They haven't been going to church, mm -hmm. you know, all of, all of that stuff is like different cracks 
in the foundation is is happening, and then, like you said, Harley he comes and kicks the door 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 down, and Bryce doesn't he has he has no clue. He was oblivious. Yes, he was oblivious. He was oblivious. Blinded. Just be. I mean, he. And it's so sad because once he finally finds out, or once he realizes, it is very late. But you can tell that he's like, no, like, I want to be with you. Like, I am yeah. still in this. And it's like, yeah, but see, you should have been paying attention when she came inside the house trying to smack you. <laughs> and tell her, and tell you to smack me and pull my hair. Yeah, like, arr, arr. That, was, that was the first sign of, for you, something is different with her or we need to do something. Like, something yeah. is not Right. Not only that, she's dressing different. Right. She did. She wasn't even paying attention to the fact that she's dressing different. She dressed differently. She's wearing a little bit more makeup. Which, yeah. oddly enough, she initially started dressing differently because he forgot her birthday. And she was like, I want my husband to remember me. And yeah. so she's like, I'm going to do better. Oh, but and the mama said, you, the mama said to Bryce, you ought to get your ass whooped. Yeah, we're <laughs> forgetting like, the birthday. Mama, you curse? That's the King James Version. <laughs> right, that was funny. <laughs> but it, it was like the second time, second year in a row. Second year in a row. And so she she makes changes to uh, mm -hmm. get her husband to notice her, but all it does is get she, Harley to she, notice her more. And she thought, she thought her husband Bryce noticed her because flowers were there. But, and then come to find out, it ended up being Harley that sent the flowers. And that just further increased the, the distance between Judith You know, this makes me think of... Bryce. What? This makes me think of Marriage Be Hard, the um, chapter about communication, where Melissa's like, let me explain it by telling you a story where I did everything wrong. <laughs> and mm -hmm. pretty much, she like literally does. It's like, okay, I'm going to do the things and you should know what the answer is. Yeah. And if you don't, I'm still not going to tell you, but I'm going to be mad. Yeah. And that's literally... Like me. I yeah. said it loud enough in my head, you should have heard that. It's, right. <laughs> because I have exceptional hearing. I hear through everything. I hear thoughts. But yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's what basically what Judith is like okay like it's my birthday I'm going to dress up oh I think he forgot about me oh he didn't forget about me oh no he really did forget about me instead of being like I am pissed she's like no it's okay don't even worry about it it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah it's fine well all the while she's screaming inside and it's like well you know what I know somebody who does pay me attention yeah. And it's like you know, right. someone who wants to know about my <laughs> dreams and wants to see me push and go and do that. Right. It's just like why? It also makes me think of um what's up Tom Barry one? Um The married one. No idea. They go on a marriage retreat. Um Why they get married? Yes. <laughs> the whole eighty twenty rule thing. Except not men, she's a woman. Oh, yeah. So, like, she trades in the 80 oh, yeah. for the 20. Yeah, she go run. She, yeah, instead of communicating and asking and telling what's needed to get the other 20% from the person you already got the 80 from, you just gonna get rid of the 80 and run with the 20. Yeah, because it's. You're new. in a deeper hole. 
Yeah, it was just literally all the opportunities everywhere you turned while watching this movie, communication would have saved everything. Communication on her part about I don't feel seen, heard, or valued. I don't feel desired. I feel like we're just in this routine. To get him to start saying, I want to be here. What do I need to do differently? And it's too late. Because when that happens, he pulls her out of Harley's house. She high. She drunk. And he's just like, don't do this. We're supposed to be together. I still take you back. Just come home. All of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Tell me what I got to do. And she, at that point, at the wrong time, she said it in the beginning, but she going to say it at the end. That it's too late. Oh, don't point at me. This was your thoughts. No, you didn't see me. (coughs) Right. You you didn't see me. He sees me. You weren't there for me. Mm -hmm. He sees me. And so, from a musical perspective, you could insert Jasmine Sullivan's Sullivan's In Love with Another Man song. I'm not going to play it because we're not getting money anyways at this point in our podcast. But still, I don't want this to get flattened. And then you can turn that into that particular scene that we're talking about now where he's calling and asking. She pretty much said, go ahead and pick up your feelings. This is another song by Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> so that just perfect, perfectly encapsulate from a musical perspective those two scenes and situations right. on how they just got too far gone, too far apart. And, and that was even shocking because, like I said, uh, Melinda... She's the one that ends up saying the person's name. Yeah, the whole time you know it's a bad breakup, a bad guy. I think there was a physical altercation when he found her. her. And so, but then after the whole mess with Judith and Mm -hmm. um, Bryce, is it Bryce? That's it? Okay. After their whole mess, and he's, because, what was it? Oh, when he realized and he went to go and find her, he goes to Melinda, or no, I, I don't know, they meet or something. And yeah, he's in Melinda's apartment. <laughs> she says, Harley, Harley, do this. No, it, it was before that, because then they start talking and she's like, is there anything you can do and yada, yada, yada. And, but I forget why. I don't know. Maybe they saw, saw or from work. Oh, no, yeah, it was at work and... And he's just so out of it. She's like, what is going on? He's like, it's his home life. And then she's like, can you fix it? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. But then they end up just like, (coughs) she, uh, Judith is like, ah, sir, no, bye. I'm going back in here to continue to be high. And then she leaves, takes somebody else's drink, ew, and drinks (laughs) it. Um, And so like, you know, he's all sorts of upset. So he goes and he seeks out the friendship that he has with her. And is talking, and then she. Oh, that's what she exposes. Yeah, she exposes <laughs> yeah, she's it. like, when I got away from Harley, 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 and then he starts yelling, Judith. Judith. She's like, what? Judith. <laughs> and it takes off running into the car. Like, obviously, with, it's not funny. But that was funny because she's like, what's going on? And all he could say is Judith. <laughs> yeah, it just. Like, he got just progressively louder each time he said Judith. Like, that was answering the question. Yeah. You're like, you, I'm saying it loud enough in my head. You should know what we're saying. We should be connecting right now. Right. Linda. 
And so he. So they both go. They both go. He sees her all beat up because he beat Judith because they went over to her old house to get her laptop, oh, and he knocked her, knocked her, uh, Harley knocked Judith's mother's that mother, Judith's mother to the ground. So. Kind of, because they were tussling over the laptop. Yeah, they are playing tug of war. He snatches it, and then she loses her balance and falls on the hip. And she's there with all the other church mothers because they're praying for Judith. And they're so happy when she comes in. They're like, yes, my baby. baby. And so he grabs Judith, Harley does, by the arm after she gets the laptop, drugs her out of the house, into the car, back to the house, and she's now... Being upset, she's cursing. She's never used the foul language before, but with him, she just blabbed it all off. And then, well, I think we need time apart. We just need to leave. I just need a break. Blah blah blah. So she thought she's gonna get a break, and she ended up getting punched in the face. Slapped, punched, kicked. I don't know. Yeah. But he was asleep, and she was laid out in the bathroom. Oh no! She, yeah, she was. She was in, in the, the bath, just huddled. When Bryce comes in with Melinda again. To go ahead and get her out the tub is like, and at that point, I think he still was, he was, he was still trying to get her back, bring it back together at that point in time yeah. and get, and get her out. I, that's what well, I Well, no, I mean, he was still trying to get her out. I don't know if he thought like they could be together because then she's looking at him like, we can fix this, right? right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. And then he goes in and beats Harley with a loved. <laughs> Yeah, he told her to get up, he high, and he tackles him through glass. Yes. Then gets on top of him and just boom, boom, boom. He goes. Melinda's the one who stops it. And Melinda's like, stop, you're gonna kill him. And in that moment, Melinda is now facing the, the biggest, you know, demon in her life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I knew you'd come back all punched out on the floor. <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> bleeding. And for her, I think that was therapeutic because she let it go. Yeah. And so um, their relationship, uh, Melinda and Bryce's, was pretty cool. And it was kind of funny because he does kind of run into her arms and try to get a kiss. <laughs> right. Before before they go and save Judith, he does make a pass. And she's like, yeah, stop. stop. We're not We're, even attracted. We're not like, even attracted stop. to each other. And his his... Like, you're right, was kind of hilarious. It I was. It's like, I know, but, I'm, but I'm what? I need to do something. Yeah. Yeah, so that she was, was funny. A, she was a great friend. She let, she let me know that she had HRV because she decided to be with Harley, who loved to have fun with other women and not be faithful. And so she contracted a, a, a disease because of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they are able to... Are, a lot of wounds are healed in that moment. Melinda is... Yeah. You know, she's com- she confronted him. Yeah. She, you can see, like you could literally, or I'm not literally, you visibly see her let it go at mm-hmm. that moment, and then even with Judith, you can see in the bathtub that she's like, I've gone off the deep end. I need to get myself right. Back this together. is not safe. This is not okay. Yeah. And so, you know, she she too is like. Oh, this man here, the one who's carrying me out of this bathtub looking at a hot mess, is the person that I was spending my life with. This is the person that I want want to be with. And I can tell him about the other things that I want. I just gotta communicate. You gotta communicate. It's just, yeah. So they save her. He almost beats uh, Harley (laughs) to death, but stops. 
And then, you know, dreams are realized. It's just more so along the lines of the way he envisioned, which was in time, not right now. Now, yeah, in time, Mary, <laughs> have the kids, I'll have my shot. Also for you, Judith, in time, consistency, you'll be able to, to, to live out what it is that you want to do and be that therapist. Right. And be able to counsel other people. So, so that's pretty much the confessions of America. Right. So because it, it starts off with uh, a, a person who we don't know. But yeah. it starts off in a counseling office and they're, they're sharing a story with a, a couple who are possibly on the verge of divorce. Divorce, yeah. And the husband walks out of the session, and so she takes the opportunity to use her experience by telling her story. See, I'm over she... here trying to be cryptic, and you've given away all the tea again. We've said it in the title. They're, they're already going to know. It literally says Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Yes. She is the marriage counselor. We said it at the beginning. But the way she sets it up, it's her we friend. We said it anyways. From the marriage counselor's perspective, she is using her story to help. We did not say she. We said the marriage counselor, the person, which we did not connect the dots. You just did that. No, Thank you, sir. I did connect the dots because you said at the beginning, Judith wants to be a marriage counselor. She wants to be a therapist. We said that at the beginning of the episode. So, so the dots have now been connected. No, always been. Connected. You have connected the dots. They could have thought so that she died. This from the the, the <laughs> client doesn't know. While this story is being told to her, the marriage counselor is using her life experience to help a marriage <coughs> from going down the, the wrong path. Right. Um, I was going to say something else. <laughs> oh, so really, there were so many opportunities in this movie to stop the tragedy that happened in this movie. Mm -hmm. If Judith, and it really, it starts with her because she was the person feeling like there was um, lacking in the relationship. So if she had just vocalized that, yes, it may most likely would have hurt her husband's feelings, but at least they'd have been able to have a conversation. And even if it's, you know, I don't know what it is exactly, what more I want, but I do know that something is missing. Can, like, can we together, the two of us, no one else, go find and figure out what that is? Because then they could be going to counseling for marriage. Yeah. Say. Yeah, the <laughs> because... yeah. The moment Harley got her riled up in a way she wasn't used to, she could have used that as a talking point in their relationship. Exactly. To change and start to grow in a different way. And because... then. Go ahead. Because I, I, I don't want to keep talking about the same thing. I want to actually point it out. So, yeah. and then after, you know, that opportunity is squished, squandered, and gone, when she realizes that she's seeking out <coughs> um, Harley's attention, mm -hmm. then it was like, okay, that was another flat, like, I need to do something. Which she... You can see that she understands, like, this is not going, like, this is not right. But then she doesn't do anything. And then there's a point where she does get hurt after, like, a run. And he helps her. And the fact that she does not want her husband to see this man 
touching her in any sort of way. It's like, obviously, there's a problem. Yeah. Even in that scene was a red flag on how Harley reacted. Yeah. Opens the door and before saying, before she's like... No, I'm talking about when she got hurt. Oh, yeah, I that, know. That was he a was red super, flag. He was so ridiculously aggressive. And that should have been a red flag for her, but yes. she didn't catch it. And then to further along, when Bryce comes to pick her up from his place because he lives close to where they were running and she was hurt, he opens the door and it's like, Jesus is about to say like, introductions. He's, hey, I'm da 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 So yeah. you must be, so this is not, like, yes, this is your house. For you, is, the alpha. <laughs> yeah. The, the situation, act like you the big dog. And, exactly. And so there's just, there's so... So many things. I do want to get. I will give Judith kudos on the fact that when they when they went out for their dates, um, there were some guys and they did like cat call. And they said something oh, offensive kids. to her, yeah. and so she was going off. And Bryce is like, "Hey, hey, 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 no, 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 get in the car. Let's <laughs> oh, go, yeah. let's go." Yeah, you take y'all <laughs> sales to church, she's, right? She's, All of the things yeah. she does vocalize to him like, "I did not feel safe." in that moment like you and he he explained like i don't know what they have like they could have had a gun like it could have been a worse situation i yeah. felt the the best thing for us to get out of there safely was to yeah ign ignore what they said and leave i heard what they said but for safety this is the reason she did not <clears throat> take that as yeah okay that makes sense she was just in her feelings but at least at that moment she did vocalize this is how i felt this is how i'm feeling and then things kind of went downhill from there. Because then she stopped talking. Then there was no more communication. Yeah. She didn't say, hey, I met this guy at work and he got me all riled up and now I want to do things. I really don't know how to do things. Can yeah. we figure this out? That's Which not there's happen. nothing wrong with that. Because <laughs> you can be around different people. You can be around single people. You can be around uh, married people. And conversations or questions come about. And you might recognize, oh, this doesn't happen in my marriage. But I'm interested in that. Mm -hmm. The right thing to do is to go ahead and take that to your spouse, not you're the one that told me the interesting thing, and I'm going to keep walking that interesting thing with you. Right. Because you brought it up. No, go take that to your significant other and have that conversation, which goes back to the marriage be hard when we're talking about intimacy, because that's kind of what spiraled this situation. Find out what the red and the yellow and the green are. Yeah, your stoplights. Will do, might maybe do, will not do. Yeah. But I think I think more so she went she continued to seek out Harley because she felt rejected by her husband and felt like mm -hmm. he didn't want to to change or to look into any of those things. But the way she propositioned it wasn't really <laughs> a pro like he didn't know what was going on. He was like, My wife has been attacked by a rabid animal and now she is <laughs> rabid. Like I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. There was no actual conversation and had she had that experience they went fluff the pillows and then the next day she's like okay last night was great however and then had a conversation like actually explained to him what she was thinking what she was feeling what she'd like to try he, i think he would have been more receptive but her yeah. going in there trying to attack him was not the way to go <laughs> no <laughs> but at that point she felt rejected so then she she like i said she stopped communicating she stopped saying yes. Or she stopped talking about how she's feeling and how this other person was making her feel, mm -hmm. which is what pulled her. She started to have an emotional affair, which led to, to. a physical affair. Yes. And so 
which led to a full-blown I'm cheating on you while I'm married. Knowing that this is happening. And this is wrong. And I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not keep sorry. Doing it. But yeah, so there are plenty of opportunities for her to say, hey, this is going on. Yeah. Bryce, there was plenty of opportunities for him to be like, Something is going on. Something and it has, is different. Yeah, it has nothing to do with me. That is a problem. Like, he he mm -hmm. was oblivious. He, mm -hmm. somehow, he figured everything was fine. She came, she tried to attack him. He dismissed yeah. it, was, everything was fine. Even she, the mother involved, <laughs> even though I understand not to get in your child's marriage and anything like that, but even the mother-in-law could have, she, she could have said something because no one was talking to him after the mother-in-law and Judith, mother and daughter, right. had a tit-tat in the, in the house. Well, I think she... And she just stormed out, and he's just like, somebody talk to me, what's going on? Right, but see, the mother-in-law did it, and she's not required to. I know. So then he should have sought out Judith to like, look, I need answers Which now. he did, and she shut him down cold. I'm going to take a shower. I want to go to bed. Get off me. When she's walking down the hallway. Oh, that was after. I just want to yeah. go to sleep. But he's literally just trying to figure it out. So, yes. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. At that point in time, because the mother had been there for a while. At that point in time, she's so far down that she's like, I don't even care about you. Like, you that, you really don't want to know. <laughs> but the first time she that's, left. That's true. That's the true. first time she left, the mom was, he's watching the game. And the mom was like, so does she do that often? We wait for work. He's like, huh? She's left? <laughs> like, like that that right there was a flag like wait a minute no why would she be leaving for work at this time of the night yeah. but again oblivious yeah or even the point where she's like <clears throat> I'm gonna just leave the table and she starts washing dishes and goes to bed abruptly while all three of them are at the table he could have left then and tried to figure out what was the issue what was going on well no he she because he knew why she left because of him making it seem like she doesn't cook and she's not doing her wifely duties and such things. That's why she left. And he knew that. He's like, ah, nah, shoot. So he that one he knew. He caught onto that one very quick. <laughs> but that's in the scope of churchy relationship kind of a thing. So he, yeah. he was able to pick up on that one. But the other stuff, he just wasn't. He did not see the... Um, he, didn't read, he didn't see the signs. Yeah, he didn't see the signs. She she didn't communicate. She threw out so many signs, so many red flags. He did not see the red flags. And then on top of that, Melinda, had she just said who, what, why, when, where, how, before forever. And yes, I know, yes. I understand. It it's is a movie. a movie. But if she did, <laughs> when he picked his wife up when, after she got hurt, that was the last time they would saw each other. Because he knew he knew Melinda and the situation and what she's trying to get away from. Mm -hmm. If she would have confessed at that point that this is the guy's name and he just came in the store and all of this stuff, when she's out running, oh, and when, twist when her ankle, Melinda, okay, yes, when when Bryce would have picked Judith up, that would have been the end of that. Yes, she because I know your name. I know what she did to Melinda. Right. Well, I mean, he probably would have introduce um judith to belinda so it's not just a jealous husband thing like no yeah. this man is dangerous and he's not good for you yeah. because that and that would have 
solved because that was before yeah. things actually turned Turf. into any type of an affair. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Because Melinda for sure could have said, yeah, you're doing your job, but this is the type of man he is. Right. And he is. He's very manipulative. Even so much as to she's there and he says X, Y, and Z. Basically, knowing she's married and makes it seem like, I don't understand, like, if you're going to be with me, you have to be with me. Negro, she's married. She does not have to be with you because she is married. But she takes that offensive and then they get into this whole argument. And as she's leaving, he's just sitting there laughing because he knows, like, you're only getting mad because you want to be here and you can't. So yeah. I've got you. And then for them to have conversations over the phone. And it's just, you know, yeah. he's very <clears throat> manipulative. And she was not prepared for yeah. that. As her boss said, she is out of her league. <laughs> yep, way out of her league. And she was. And it, like I said, it was a sad story. Yes. I remember that it was a sad story. The moral of the story is just to communicate. Which is As fine. you change and you adapt and become the new version of yourself and you know what? I want you to slap me now. I mean, <laughs> okay, communicate that. Like, I, I want to get slapped. I want to get spanked. I want to. Honestly, I don't know if I, it was I want to get, get slapped, but I want to get swooped up off my feet, like pick me up every now and then, and walk around the house like a baby, or whatever the case may be. Whatever right. it is for that you that you're thinking that you want, that you want to try, just share it. Just communicate it. Have that conversation. Which is why I'm thankful that way way in the beginning of our friendship that turned into everything else <laughs> <laughs> that we implemented this type of communication all yeah. this open transparent communication because that is what's needed especially when you're talking about intimacy in any aspect whether it be physical uh -huh. or not you need to be able to communicate honestly openly and transparently yeah. because there are there are a number of metaphors and um, what's the other, analogies that can be used to try to get to a specific point that someone else will interpret as something fully different. So you could be talking about, hey, let's uh, do some floor play and I want yeah. to like dress up, but trying to use an analogy about a, a play and they're thinking like, okay, mm -hmm. so we'll go to the movies. And it's like, wait, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I was trying to get at. There are some things where I like we have to have conversation. And it's like you know I can't look at your face and say this, so I'm gonna look that way or you look <laughs> that way, and then I'll say it. And yeah, it's weird and it's silly and <laughs> it maybe childish, but at least That's it cool. allows the opportunity to say whatever it is that has to be yeah. said, so we can actually start the conversation. And it makes the setting funny too. Exactly. There's, For us, there's nothing wrong with adding a bit of humor because it does lighten the mood. So communication is so paramount, ridiculously important. Yes. In many aspects of life, not just marriage or relationship and so now that's our uh, movie review hope you guys enjoy it. hope you guys go ahead and check out that movie it was a great movie and uh here's our question that we're going to answer that we got emailed to us again if you have any questions uh, that you want to ask us about us or you want our thoughts or opinions on please do so send it in hot seat podcast at gmail.com that's h-o-t-c podcast at gmail.com the question is would you let your significant other go on trips with their kids other mother or father without you being there 
That is the question. What was the question? <laughs> oh my God. You saw that I was doing something. Would you let your significant other go on trips with their kid's mother or father without you being there? No. Why? It depends on which one you're talking about. <laughs> I have different reasons for each one. <laughs> <laughs> Just give this name the reasons why you wouldn't do it. So one reason is because there is a significant dislike and I prefer to be present to make sure that that dislike isn't openly shared, causing further irritation for me when the child comes back to our house, which has been experienced in the past and also because that has been experienced in certain situations and I did not like it so no <laughs> ta-da all right cool that makes sense oh does it <laughs> for me um stop acting like this is a difficult situation for you it's not a difficult situation. You it's and just, I both know what your answer is. My answer is just kind of the response. Again, this marriage be hard book is so good. So remember in the book they talked about Melissa wanting her husband to exude jealousy mm -hmm. or like defend the honor because somebody was catcalling or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. And he was just sitting there like Yes. That's kind of me in this situation. There's no... You're not me, jealous. For me, there's no jealousy. To me, I don't have to worry. I don't care. I know you don't care. And you will only be doing it for the sake of race. So I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> so, your, so your answer to this question is, does it hinge more on being territorial than... Any other thing? No, it depends on what I said the answers for. Because we experience and I witness you being territorial. Yes, I know. And I was shocked. I don't know why. <laughs> I warned you beforehand. <laughs> I was shocked. I don't understand why people, I've ever experienced before. But I don't understand why people don't believe me when I say this is how I am. I I'm not gonna lie to you. What benefit does that give me? Nothing. Yeah, you can be giving your honest answer in that moment, and then that moment arises, and you respond differently. Yeah, but because the moment is now there, and it's like, oh, well, I, I thought I would, I thought I would respond this way, but I guess not. I think I'm able to see myself very objectively, mm -hmm. and I am self-aware enough to know. I would say I would like to say that I would be okay. <laughs> hey. But in all actuality, no, I'm not going to, like, I, because I know me. In that time frame, I did not know. <laughs> you did not know that I was but aware. But then I knew. Yes, you did. I was like, this ain't even a big deal. Oh, well, it's a big deal to have. Well, nope. That is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that's not going to happen ever again <laughs> in life. Well, my life. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like I said, my answers... I don't want to dance with some... No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you want to dance with some me? Some me. Okay. Exactly. 
But no, um, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I mean, after the fact, I kind of felt a little bad, like this. This much. That was so. But then I was, was like, ah, I'm just being myself. That was so strong. I was like, wow. <laughs> Jeez, did you you have to? Well, see, I was also under the influence of alcohol. Barely. Okay. No, barely for you, but that oh, you and I don't have the same level, okay? You and I don't no, have the same, the same level. level. No, <laughs> that is not that is not a fair assumption to be okay. like barely. No, but my answer to this question is not an answer of jealousy because I'm usually okay. not very jealous. I mean, at one point after a particular situation, there was issues with jealousy, but I have thank God had. Some healing from that, and that is no longer an issue. But I am and have always been very territorial. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with that. Okay. The answers that I gave, those are the answers. <laughs> okay. Because I don't, I'm at a point where I know that I'm not old, and I know I'm going to sound old when I say this, but I'm at a point in my life where I just don't have time to be dealing with other people's mess that they're creating for the intent of me having to clean it up and deal with it. No. So if I can be there to stop that, absolutely I'm going to be there to stop that. If there's a choice for me to make sure it doesn't happen, absolutely it's not going to happen. Got it. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate (laughs) the question, but I would like to end the podcast with this quote. Marriage gets challenging sometimes, but there's power in your covenant. There's favor because you both have come together. Don't let the enemy tear down what God has joined together. And that is from Sharita Wilson-Clark. And I think that's a great way to close the episode out, considering we did a marriage, this uh, movie review <laughs> on temptation, confessions of a marriage counselor. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining this week's podcast. We do look forward to hearing from you guys in the comments section. We do look forward to some of you all joining the village via patreon.com forward slash Qflow Studios. And on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. See ya.